Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Love Monday podcast. I'm so glad you could join me again this week. This week, we're going to talk about work-life balance. Now, this is a this is a term that I think upsets people sometimes. <laughs> and I think it's because it's become kind of a tired term, a tired philosophy, because I think a lot of people feel like work-life balance is just sort of a catchphrase and nobody really believes in it. And companies say you got to have work-life balance, but then they don't do anything to help you get that. And you know what? We can't rely on somebody else to drive our work-life balance. We have to do it. Now, there's an old phrase, and I don't know where it comes from, but it's it goes like this. Do what you love, and you'll never work another day in your life. That's what I'm all about. People don't believe this is true, that you could actually do that, but you've been lied to. You've been told that work is work. It's hard, and that's just the way it should be. Your parents told you this. You know, you're going to have to slave away and work your heart out until the day you die. And so we, we kind of grow up with this, this mentality that it's got to be horrible. And so many people believe that. And this is why I always tell you 70% of people hate Monday. 70% of people get the Monday scaries. 17% get the Sunday scaries on Sunday morning. So you're surrendering half your weekend. It doesn't have to be this way. And it's about work-life balance. And you can't wait and rely on your company or the organization you work for, whoever that is, to deliver you work-life balance, even if that is the lip service they're paying toward it, paying it to it. I don't know how to say that. Anyway, I'm, I'm, it feels like I'm rambling now. Anyway, get, let's get into this today. Let's get into the topic. Um, we're going to talk about, we're going we're gonna to explore signs of imbalance um, in, in your work and life. Um, we're going to look at that. We're going to talk about how, how some little things you can do to change it. We're, we're, more importantly, we're going to talk about some big things that you can do to change it, some kind of revolutionary things. So let's get into this. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with a little story from my history. And this was one day amid a very challenging time at work many years ago, a couple of decades ago. I had a big project that I was working on, and I was in the middle of this, and it, was, it wasn't going well. And we were understaffed on the project, and I was working late hours and early mornings. And I mean, there were some nights when I was, this was before I had a, an option to work from home. Any work I had to do had to be done in the office. And there were times when I was working till midnight, and that's when like the network shut down back in those days to kind of to do the backup, to do the nightly backup. So I had to go home because I couldn't work on my computer after midnight. And then I'd come back some days at four in the morning. So I would be like on three hours of sleep with my commute and all of that. But I, that's how busy I was. Well, one day in the midst of all my stress, as I approached the office, I found I couldn't make my car turn into the parking lot. I'd been under such stress. I took four laps around the block before I could force my car into the lot and into a parking space. And then I just sat there for a long time before going into the building. I, I couldn't face it. I just had been going through this for several months. And my question is, do you ever feel like this? Do you feel like you can't get your car to go into the parking lot at work? Do you feel like you just can't get off the subway at wherever you're working? Do you feel like you can't face it and you just want to sit in your car? That is like extreme. Now, a lot of you are just disappointed or you are you dread work but you know you you can still do it 
I'm talking about. So you might you might be anywhere on this spectrum from eh, work is an annoyance and I dread it to I really don't want to go to work tomorrow. It's Sunday night. I don't want to go to work tomorrow to where I was, where it's like you can't even get your car to go into the parking lot. And 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 I, I think it probably was me. It probably wasn't the car. car didn't have a mind of its own. I probably couldn't make my hands turn the steering wheel and get it into the lot. But after four laps, I made it. So I want to talk about um, some interesting statistics I found in an article out online. Um, the average worker who says they currently have work-life balance they say it would take an extra $10,000 in pay per year for them to give up their personal time, according to a survey that was done um, of 1,061 U.S. workers, and this was on a career site called JobList. So what they're saying is it, it, for people who felt like they had a good work-life balance, it was gonna, to give some of that balance up, it was gonna, they were going to require an extra $10,000 a year. That doesn't seem like very much. And I think this survey was from a few years ago. The other interesting statistic I found out there is just over 30% of workers said they'd give up part of their pay for a better work-life balance. So they don't have a good work-life balance. But 30% of these workers said they would, they would give up some of their pay to get it. Managers are willing to take the biggest pay cut in terms of dollar figures, an average of $2,820, but workers willing to give up the largest share of their salaries are parents who say they take a 5% pay cut. So parents of children that they've got to care for say they would take a 5% pay cut. Isn't that crazy? Um, just to get that they would take a pay cut to get a better work-life balance. So I don't know that it's crazy. I think it's a good thing, but we shouldn't have to do that. We should be able to get a better work-life balance without having to do that. So let's talk about um, why, why work-life balance is so important. Um, for one thing, it's critical to reduce stress, anxiety, and burnout. Now, when you have stress around work, you get into this fight-or-flight where you've got the, this fight or flight mode where you've got excess stress hormones generating all the time, just in a constant low hum. So the fight or flight thing is, you know, when you're, you're being chased by a lion, yeah, you need that to get your muscles activated and be able to run. But we get in that same mode kind of on a constant basis as we have this stress all the time, this low hum of stress, or maybe not even a low hum of stress. Maybe you're unable to drive your car into the parking lot at work. That's a high amount of stress. Well, what does that do? With all those stress hormones coursing through your body, it leads to heart disease and high blood pressure and strokes and diabetes and all of the things that are so many health issues that you have by having the stress of not, of hating Monday. Um, it's also critical that we get a better work-life balance to increase, so that increases our physical and mental health, which we've already talked about. Um, it enhances our job satisfaction and productivity and our engagement in work um, and gives us stronger relationships um, within our families, our friendships, and things like that. When we're stressed, we can't focus on those things. So let's talk about some of the signs of this imbalance in work and life. Some, some of these are... Um, where you're consistently working long hours, including weekends, and you can't even shut it off on, on vacations sometimes. Um, you're neglecting personal health and self-care. You're not working out. You're not getting good sleep. You're probably not eating right. Um, you get, you're getting strained relationships due to work commitments. I've been there several dozen times in my life. 
if you're feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, or just constantly stressed, that constant low hum of stress that we talked about. And then you're missing out on important life events and milestones. I want to talk about a couple of more, a couple more stories from my past. Um, there was a time where I had, I had been assigned a big project at one of my jobs and it had this crazy deadline and I got assigned the project late in the game. Um, it, it, it had been neglected and then they brought it to me to manage the project. Now, I always say people managers should do people things and I've never been a project manager. I was always a people manager and they'd give me these crazy projects. And this one was late out of the gate because nobody assigned it to anyone. And then they assigned it to me thinking, he'll get it done. So I'm in the midst of this and I remember there was... Um, there were a few days during the summer where I was going to need to be with my son, my five-year-old son, where he was, you know, he was out of school. He was, there was a, I can't remember, the daycare situation wasn't working for us at that for a few days. And I was supposed to spend time with him. But I had such stress from this project that I had that I could only give him part of my of my attention. Now, I feel that for, for all parents who kind of went through COVID and they had to educate their kids from home and they had to care for them and all those things because I only had to do it for three days and I did a horrible job because I did not have good work-life balance and I, I neglected rather than just saying, okay, guys, you gave me this project and you gave it to me late. I tried to balance that and, and, and watch my son and take care of my son all the time I'm having conference calls and trying to keep him busy while I'm doing that. I feel bad about that to this day. At the same company I worked for a few years before that, apparently I didn't take heart of this memo, but the, the CEO of, of that company sent out a memo. And I don't remember, I wish I had a copy of it now because I, I was so, it made a big impact on me. Not big enough that I made the right choice a few years later when I had that time with my son. But the memo said when it comes to a choice between a family slash life event and work, he said, always choose the life event. Always choose the family commitment. Don't miss a soccer game because some work, work thing is getting in the way. Always choose a family thing. And you know what? I thought that was such a cool memo. And you know what I didn't do just a few years later? <laughs> that whole thing with my son when I had three or four days with him that I needed to spend time with him, but I let work get in the way. Are you doing that? Do you have those things? I'm telling you, you don't have to do that. You don't have to sacrifice family time and life life events for work don't do that force a balance now we're going to talk more about this and some things you can do some kind of strategies for achieving this this balance of work and life now there are some basic things that you're going to hear from everybody i'm going to go through some of those basic things and i i did a, a couple of episodes ago we had uh might have been last week i'm not sure anyway we had an episode on on time management and prioritization. So that's one of those things, time management techniques. I'm going to direct you back to that episode, but th things such as setting specific work hours and using, you know, enhanced productivity tools and, and what are some things that you might be able to get tools for, outsource, things like that. You know, and when I say outsource, maybe there is somebody at work who could more appropriately do some of the things that you've just been taking on. So take a look at your, your daily activities and see, are you supposed to be doing all the things you're taking on? And is that impacting your work-life balance? Or should somebody else be doing some of the things that you just do because it's easier for just to get them done? So look at that. Look at, look at what you're spending your time on and set specific hours for work and do not go over them. 
Um, setting clear boundaries between work and personal life. So again, back to that memo from the CEO of the company I worked for. Do not sacrifice family and life events for work commitments. Um, prioritizing self-care, including exercise, mindfulness, hobbies, all of those things. Make time for those. Schedule them on your calendar. Scheduling regular breaks and vacations to recharge. These are all basic things, and you, this is what you're going to hear from everybody, but I'm going to get into some better stuff after this. So I just gave you a bunch of everyday things you could do, you know, better prioritization, scheduling regular works and vacations and things like that. But really the most impactful thing you can do to achieve a better work-life balance is to find out what you do best. And we've talked about this before. We've talked about finding that thing you rocked. We've talked about playing to your strengths, um, all of those things. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reopen this invitation and I'm going to give you one other thing. So there's, there are two resources I want you to go out there and find. One is free. It's an app, a free app in the App Store or in Google Play, wherever you get your apps. It's called Career Drivers by Bridge. It's going to take you through an exercise, a process of elimination where you're going to find your top five career drivers. When you know what your top five career drivers, it's going to open your mind to whether or not what you're doing right now is meeting your, your needs in terms of those things that drive your career. So I want you to go through that exercise. Again, the app is free. It's called Career Drivers by Bridge. Now, I'm gonna, after that, I'm going to point you to something that is not free. And it's at lovemondaylikefriday.com, my website, where you can sign up for the basic membership. It's going to cost you 9 bucks, And for that $9, you're going to be able to go out and do all of my, all, get all of my online courses. And one of them is called That Thing You Rocked. And you've heard me talk about this before, but That Thing You Rocked is going to t- take you through It's going to have a video course that I'm going to take you through, and then it's going to give you exercises to help you figure out what your peak experiences are at work, either in your current job or in previous jobs. And you're going to string together a list of peak experiences, and you're going to find the the common threads that run through those. And when you do that, and you know what what drives your career, and you know your peak experiences, you can start to figure out what you do best. And those are the things you should be doing. Now, there's another exercise out at lovemondaylikefriday.com. You get it for the same nine bucks. It's going to take you through something that's going to help you discover in your job right now, what are those things that give you energy versus those things that drain your energy. I call it energy gainers and energy drainers. There's an exercise out there to help you realize the ratio between the things that give you energy and the things that drain your energy. So for nine bucks, I'm gonna give the, that gives you three really great resources to help you get a better clue as to what you do best. And when you do what you do best every day, and you can probably do it without changing your job, you'll be able to be more productive and you'll get a better work-life balance. Because first of all, you're gonna be doing things that you love more of, uh, in a greater percentage of time probably at least 75% of the time, if you can do work that you really enjoy doing, it doesn't feel like work and life are out of balance because the hours you do spend at work feel more in balance because they're not something you dread. So that's what I want you to do. So for for nine bucks, that gives you three resources to get you to a better place. Now, that's not going to be the the end of the line. You're going to have to do a little bit of work to figure out Am I having peak experiences in my current role? And am I having energy gaining work in my work? Or is the majority of my time spent in energy draining activities? When you figure these things out, you can 
establish a much easier, a much better work-life balance. It's pretty easy to do that because again, one of my favorite quotes from Richard Branson is, I don't think of work as work and play as play. To me, it's all living. When your work isn't work because you get to do things that you do best and things that you enjoy, that is the true definition of work-life balance because even your work is more fun and you're more productive and you get through it in a shorter amount of time every day. So that's what I want you to do. This is what we're learning this week on this session of the Love Monday podcast. I hope you have subscribed. If not, I appreciate you joining. I want you to subscribe. Get out there and subscribe. And also, would you give me a rating? Would you go out and rate this podcast? That really helps me out. Thanks for joining me today. I will catch you next week, and I'll talk to you soon.